You're listening to the Comic Book Informer Podcast with Vince and Raj, a podcast for everyone from comic nerds to comic noobs. You know who you are. Now here's your host, Vince. Hello, comic fans, and welcome to issue 64 of the Comic Book Informer podcast. We are coming to you on Wednesday, February 8th. As always, I'm your host, Vince, and assuming he still wants to be my co-host after last night, here's Roger. I haven't found anybody yet. Give me a couple more days. It's possible still. <laughs> uh, for those of you who don't <laughs> listen into our other podcasts, uh, last night we recorded issue 100, issue, goodness, issue, yeah. episode 100 of For the Lore, our gaming podcast. And uh, you guys might want to listen to that because we get the payoff of um, a nice little practical joke that. Uh... It's a lame practical joke. It wasn't a, <laughs> it was just lies. Pitiful lies to try to make me feel bad. That's not a practical joke. Well, it kind of is, but it's not. It was bad. <laughs> Shame on you. Never yeah. trusting you again. I'm okay with this. Friendship over. <laughs> anyway, we're continuing our look at uh, where the new 52 is going this week. Uh, previous weeks, we talked about titles such as Batman, Flash, Wonder Woman, uh, um, what we consider among the best of the new 52 line. And at least for me personally, the ones we're talking about today are right up there alongside them. Well, maybe like one notch below because Flash and Batman are awesome. But I find these to be uh, among the most enjoyable of the New 52 for me. And we're talking about uh, two comics that are somewhat loosely connected at this point. Not even loosely. They they even mention each other in the storylines. And that's Animal Man and Swamp Thing. Uh, How have you found these two? I'm not digging them as much as you are. uh, I'm... I'm enjoying Animal Man more than Swamp Thing, but even then, both of them, I'm not as crazy about them. I got to say honestly, it's and it's just pretty messed up too. <laughs> it's, it's pretty whack, and so I I don't know. I'm I'm finding it hard to enjoy it, and I'm not thrilled about the art. I got to tell you honestly. So the style, so it's really neither of them are really doing much for me, unfortunately. Hmm. Yeah, these aren't necessarily uh, superhero comics. Uh, Sure, Animal Man himself has been a superhero in the past, but the way these are functioning right now, they're more like horror comics, and I'm okay with that. I I, I like something other than a bunch of guys running around with their underwear on the outside. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, obviously. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's... There's something about it. It's not just a it's strictly a horror. It's not it's not strictly, you know, well, it's obviously not science fiction, but you know, it's just I I don't know. It's I'm not supernatural weird. Just... Yeah, it's it's just not doing much for me. So it, I am enjoying Animal Man more so than Swamp Thing, but I really wasn't digging Swamp Thing to, to speak of and I still am not. So that's not really saying a lot. But I mean I don't know. I, I enjoyed the first few issues of Animal Man more so than where the story is going now kind of thing. I feel that it's going downward and I'm really not thrilled with it. All right. So let's take a look at Animal Man specifically. It's written by Jeff Lemire uh, with most of the art being by Travel Foreman, although in the uh, most recent issue, John Paul Leon did the bulk of the uh, artwork. And that's a trend we're seeing amongst a lot of the new 52. They're so dead set on adhering to this absolute set in stone schedule that uh, once we're getting into issues five and six and beyond, you're starting to see some of those fill in artists come in to make those deadlines. And I like the way it was executed here. We'll come back to that in, in a little bit, though. 
Uh, Animal Man stars Buddy Baker, uh, a down-to-earth version of a superhero. He's has his normal family life. We've seen so many superheroes that their family life is an absolute train wreck. Look no further than Peter Parker. <laughs> but this guy has a wife, he has kids, he has a normal family life, and he does the superhero stuff on the side. And that's where the story picks up. He's starting to get back into the swing of being Animal Man. And things just go completely wrong and bizarre. Uh, most of it focusing on his daughter. And I've absolutely... God, I can't even remember her name. I'm terrible. I absolutely love his daughter in little the series. Wings. <laughs> yeah, Little Wing. Let's go with that. Because <laughs> she has an even stronger connection to uh, what they're calling the red. Basically, the, you know, the animal side of nature. And she is supposed to be there, the next big hero. And uh, Buddy's role as Animal Man he wasn't supposed to be the next. He always thought he was, but his role was just to raise her and protect her until she could become the true champion of the red. And just her interaction, especially with the freaking cat. I love it. <laughs> I, like I said, I'm really, I, I would like to say more positive about it, but I'm, I don't know. I think I, I would probably have to read it again. I, I just, I read it all in one shot and it was like, I don't know. It wasn't, Although you would think again with five episodes by or five issues by then, you better hold my attention. And if you mm-hmm. don't, and if I'm not digging it, I'm sorry, I'm not gonna give you any more money. And quite frankly, this is one of those times, both of them. I just I don't know. And I it's not that I mind that supernatural style either, kind of thing. Because I do. But I don't know. There's something about this in the story that I'm having more of a problem with. And this concept of of what they're trying to do, this family man with, you know, trying to balance family and all this supernatural stuff. You, you can't, which is obvious. That's what's happening here. So, and then the whole thing with how it's being handled with these, these the, the evil guys that are chasing after him. And there's so much of what goes on that doesn't appear to make sense. And, and anytime you're stealing somebody's skin to put it over top of yourself to mask how you look, no good can come of that. It, it's just not... <laughs> I mean, it, it wasn't that. I, I don't know. I, my, I'm not digging that kind of stuff anymore. All right. This, it, this is one of those ones where we're just going to have that difference of opinion because I love how disturbing and twisted some of this stuff is. It's just – it's scratching an itch for me, and I, I, I can't place – you know, specifically, I like, can't point to one thing and go, okay, this is why I love this comic. Just after I read each issue, I went, I'm done. I was like, that was a very enjoyable couple of minutes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, not for me. But I, I, I did want to point out uh, in the latest issue, issue number six, they took a bit of a, a turn with it. And I don't know if it was always intended to be done this way or it's just how they came up with their idea for bringing in the guest artist who's going to have a different style, uh, where most of the issue is Buddy's son watching a movie that uh, Buddy had acted in about this uh, former superhero and, you know, his life is a wreck. I, I, the entire time I'm reading this, I was like, man, this is kick-ass 20 years later. <laughs> I just, I, I really liked that little story they told, too. I haven't read that one yet, so I don't, ah, I'm in okay. no rush to either. <laughs> Sorry. It's an entire issue without anybody growing anything where they're not supposed to yeah i could go for that that that'd be all right like, all right when you're looking at some of these images here and they're ripping people apart and taking parts out and things like that and you're going yeah not so much okay well 
I guess we're going to have the uh, pretty much the same discussion when it comes to Swamp, Swamp Thing. Thing yeah. <laughs> uh, written by Scott Snyder, the same writer as Batman, uh, with art by Yannick Paquette, and again, the most recent issue, a fill-in by Marco Rudy. And this is one of the few comics that's keeping even some remote sense of continuity to how things were before. Uh, with uh, the big brightest day thing that went on where Alec Holland came back from the dead, but he hasn't re-embraced the swamp thing yet. And just like we had the red representing uh, the animal side of nature over an animal man here, we have the green representing the plant life. And the two are on the road to connecting with each other because they have the same foe, the rot, you know, the, the death, it's just something that wants to wipe out both the red, the green, and everything in between, all your colors of your rainbow. And it's just this, uh, again, it's that twisted, but I want to say in a less disturbing way than Animal Man, but I don't know if I can. No, it's no, it's not. No, no, yeah, all the colors. Are, it's like the Green Lantern, the War of Lights, but with entrails, you know, and disembowelment. That's that's what it is. I, I'm uh, so, not digging the Swamp Thing either. Like like I was saying, I, uh, I, <laughs> the, the I find that the the whole story with the the chick. It comes off as very cliche. The, oh, don't deal with her. She's one of the rot and this and that. Oh, no, but I care for her and I remember her and this and that. And it's like, oh, come on. It's just, it strikes me as far too cliche. And and like I said, cliche when done well, fine. Cliche when it's something that just point blank doesn't interest me and I find boring when it's supposed to be gripping, not going to do anything for me. Yeah, the uh, woman in question is Abigail Arcane, uh, the former lover of Swamp Thing, which is just about as creepy as it sounds. And so Alec, who has some of the memories of Swamp Thing, recognizes her and knows that there's supposed to be some sort of connection there, but it's not really working out for either of them. Be- I don't even want to know why, honestly. <laughs> but yeah, she uh, is actually a, a relative and a representative of the rot, and she's kind of this weird character kind of in between she's trying to help Alec embrace the swamp thing it, it, it it's yeah like you said yeah, it's, it's something we've seen before I can't say it's oh amazingly well done I am still finding it enjoyable though they're interesting characters for me and it's just this setting that they've come up with I just really want to know more about this whole story and again with the two comics tying together kind of in the way they are it keeps me that much interested in, in both of them. Uh, and while I'm willing to see your questions with the art style, at least on Animal Man, because it's very out there, I love the art in Swamp Thing, uh, especially that it that one page. Uh, I think it was issue three or four where Alec and Abby were both sleeping, and on her side, everything was dying, and on his side, everything was blooming. It was just a great bit of art. Some of it, some of it, but then some of it, I'm not like it, it's certainly not to take anything away from the artist because the continuity is there, the details there, and all that. However, it's not a style that I'm particularly crazy about. Um, and so even when I can appreciate the the technical work that went into it, I'm still looking at it saying, eh, I'm really not crazy about this style. So the, the art did nothing for me. Even And I know what panel you're, you're talking about. And, and I looked at it and said, well, that was really well done. But it really didn't do anything for me. Plus, on top of that, I kind of found it, once again, fairly cliche. Like, really cliche. 
Well, you're just going to be a mean, Ain't I today? stubborn old yes, fool I today. <laughs> no, because once we get to the what we've been reading, dude, I am all there. Okay, right. <laughs> but well, not this. Well, well, since we don't have a whole lot of discussion here, we're kind of going to expand yeah. <laughs> upon our uh, look at the new fifty-two, and I'll I'll bring my what we're reading into this because uh, these two, Wonder Woman, Batman, and Flash, those are my top five for the DC. Aside from that, there's really only one other comic I'm reading regularly from the New 52, and that's Demon Knights. And I can't point at Demon Knights and go, this is a great story, because it's not. <laughs> but it's kind of in that Defenders way that it's just absolutely insane, great characters that are much more fun together than they are apart. And it's just a big story, lots of action, lots of stuff going on. And it's very entertaining. It's not amazingly well-written. It doesn't have a deep, engrossing story. Even the characters themselves, with one or two exceptions, haven't shown that much depth yet. But I still love every single issue that I've read. Actually, you know what? That's one of the ones that I think I read one or two issues at the beginning, and I have not kept up with it. Just because it didn't, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't something that was interesting enough to hold me kind of thing. So I just love the characters. I mean, you've got Etrigan. And without his rhyming, Etrigan is an awesome character. Uh, Vandal Savage, who is just one of those treat characters for DC. Every time he pops up, you know it's going to be fun, especially in this setting because he hasn't become fully civilized yet. Like we've seen him in, you know, the more modern DC universe because this takes place in the Middle Ages. So he's still kind of got that weird caveman feeling to it. So when the robotic dinosaurs attack, he's he's all excited. He's like, I haven't eaten one of these in centuries. <laughs> So it, the characters are so fun, they keep me coming back for more. I'll have to go back and finish and get caught up. Because, it, it, again, it wasn't that I I thought it was bad. It's just, good Lord. <coughs> I'm starting to sound like you. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that I thought it was bad, but it's just that it didn't have enough to hold me. Um, aside from that, I've read a few issues of Frankenstein. I was liking it at first. It's It's not bad. It just hasn't been holding me in. Um, I believe it or not, I think it might be a little too out there for me. <laughs> really? Yeah. I don't know. It's it's just not clicking for me in the same way that some of the other stuff is. Um, I'm not up to date, but Suicide Squad. I keep going back and yeah. forth on this one because they'll do something horrible. Be like, oh man, that issue wasn't that good. But it'll always have something that's like, but it could be interesting here. And it, it's up and down. It's like, this is awesome. This is not so great. This is amazing. I don't really care about that. It's 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 a bipolar comic book for me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I read the first issue of that and refused to read anymore. Oh, the, the first issue was awful. But I was like, okay, I'll read the second one just because. <laughs> and I was like, I really enjoyed it. it, it I've always been a fan of the Suicide Squad. It's one of the few DC comics I read way back when. So it, that's the reason I keep going back and going, how is it this 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 issue? And some of it is is, is painful, but some of it is just pure win. Hmm. Okay. Well, maybe For again, me. that's I, did, I, I can I tell know. you right now, you're not going to enjoy the parts I do. So <laughs> that's, don't bother. That goes without saying. <laughs> Um, I think that's pretty much all I've been reading lately for the 52. Uh, what about you? I'm not talking about the two, the 52. <laughs> well, that's... before we get, before we get into that, do you have anything more to add on the 52 side of things? So we don't have a 10 minute episode. <laughs> no, no, I don't. Okay. I, okay. Uh, you know what? I, I have read some of the other ones and 
I don't, I don't know if it's, I'm, I'm reaching the point where it's that, okay, I've had enough of the yeah. new 52. Because There's definitely that point. <laughs> we've, and we've been covering a lot of it. Now, granted, some of it is justifiably awesome. I mean, but I think that we've pretty much covered all of the awesome and now we're just trailing behind with the, well, there's there's also this, you know? So it's like, I've kind of reached that point where I need to read some freaking Marvel or read something else. Uh, so Before we jump over real quick, because I just remembered something, uh, I was talking to Joe earlier this afternoon and anybody who remembers knows that Joe is an absolute DC fanboy. Uh, he gave very high marks to, I think it was, what, 48 out all of the 52? Of the three, all of them. All of them, let's be honest. <laughs> but he admitted that, yes, that first storyline in Batgirl was pretty harsh. According to him, issue four, once they kind of got over that whole survivor's guilt thing, it's back to what most people would expect from a Batgirl comic. So I'm at least going to read issue four, and um, we'll see next week how I feel about it. I have not been keeping up with that one. I think I stopped at three, actually. And I stopped like, at one. Yeah. I was like, okay, well, enough <laughs> of that crap. So, but yeah. All right. So, Marvel it up. Avenging freaking Spider-Man. <laughs> Dude. Okay. <laughs> this is, between Wells and Slot, it's, this is what Spider-Man is supposed to be. Seriously, there should be something in both of their contracts that says you are not allowed to write anything else for us except for Spider-Man because the the work that they do on on Spider-Man is is just it's golden. It's just absolutely fantastic. And this avenging Spider-Man is what finishes off the whole moguls um story arc with him and the Red Hulk and I'm assuming you read it, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So and and the art, Joe Madrera, he, he knocks it right Icon. out. Oh, it, it just, I, I <laughs> <laughs> and see, this is why, and I know that unfortunately, this is the the rarity because it takes too long to do this kind of work. So you can't. That's why ex- we're seeing issue four starting a fill in arc. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and and I can respect that. You know, it's. that's fine it just means that the publisher has to be smart with who they choose to fill in and things like that but um but when you look at something like this and then read again animal man and i I hate to use that to as an example of a bad art i don't want to do that it's a different style and whatnot but i mean there's no comparison the art in this is absolutely astounding you could take any page of this comic, blow it up, and put it on your wall. Yes, literally. Every single one. Every panel is insane. When he's pointing at the moguls <laughs> and their little faces, look it. <laughs> uh, and even J. Jonah. Oh, his I mean, Jonah is off the charts. It's just with the freaking armor plating on the back and stuff. <laughs> you, you realize and get hit by arrows, right? <laughs> but... Then when you look at all of what's going on with the story as well, like this is what an epic story arc is supposed to be. And I mean, it's, it's a three issue story arc. This is not a huge mini series kind of thing or anything. It's, it's just, this is going to be the run of the mill. And if this is the run of the mill, <laughs> this series is quickly making it up into my top five must purchase every month. Like well, the entire. Depending on the fill in artists. Well, yeah, that's. that's... I, I have my reservations about uh, issue four. Well, okay. As long as it's not terrible, I'm willing to 
to give them some leeway with just those fill-in issues as long as the writing is still on par because quite mm. frankly there's only other one other writer that I've read recently that can match Spider-Man and and that's a lot like I mean the writing here for Spider-Man is phenomenal it is amazing I just absolutely just absolutely loved every moment of it Mm-hmm. So that one, and then I did get caught up on uh, Amazing Spider-Man as well. Yes. So I got caught up on those. The uh, I'm going to be bringing it up right here. So because yeah, I'd read what is it six seventy five? No, six seventy four and six seventy five. I'd read already, and I mean they were they were good, but they it was the whole thing with Carly and you know. Him mm-hmm. losing his girlfriend and stuff. And I wasn't as crazy about that story arc. That was the Vulture one, right? Yeah. But then the freaking stuff with Doc Ock and his oh, team. That Sinister Six issue? Yes. Oh, my God. That was... <laughs> and see, that's what I'm saying. That's It was just absolutely insane how fantastic it was. And then once again, who wrote that? Dan Slott. <laughs> who did the art? Ramus. See, this is what I'm saying. See, when they're bringing in another artist to work on the like avenging spider-man bring in freaking ramus his style is very similar it'll fit people won't notice the difference or they'll be able to appreciate the difference you know what i mean um but the art in in this issue is well same as that the 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 stuff in in avenging spider-man it's just insanely gorgeous loved it and then the story i mean there's there's no spider-man in the whole thing (laughs) normally that ruins an issue normally it's like i'm picking up a spider-man because i want to read spider-man not just have two supervillain teams squaring off and yet this was amazing it was just a blast to read cover to cover absolutely loved it agreed okay the next one after that with black cat meh I, I liked it. Like I was like, okay, that was fun. To the point where I actually picked up the uh, corresponding issue of Daredevil. Okay. And then promptly stopped caring again. <laughs> okay, yeah. Cause... I, I, nothing wrong with Daredevil. It's a fantastic comic. Lots of people love it. Just doesn't do it for me. So, And I really wasn't digging the art again in this nearly as much because it wasn't Ramus. It was Emma Rios, which, again, I not to insult I. The, I really like Emma's art style. But. Yeah, I wasn't as crazy about it. It has more of an old school 60s look to it at points. Mm. And I'm not crazy about that for the most part. Um, and again, the writing in this one was not nearly as good. And that's that was Mark Wade who worked on that one. And yep. I there were parts of it that were good. The parts where he's with Daredevil and the, the bantering mm. back and forth. Oh, okay, that was fun kind of thing. But for the most part, eh, wasn't as crazy about it. So yeah, so which I've been reading, Spider-Man. Always so, good. Have you read the latest two, the whole Time Door thing? No, this is it. I'm at that now. I need oh, to okay. I'm not completely caught up. Sorry, I shouldn't have right. said that. All right, then anything other than Spider-Man. <laughs> no, that's it for me. This is gonna be a short episode. <laughs> you know what? We've earned it. <laughs> After yesterday's, you know, nearly two hours. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I could use a nap. I'm okay with this. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we're going to round out with our new releases for the week. From Marvel, we have Captain America number eight, Carnage USA number three, Incredible Hulk number five, Journey into Mystery 634, which 
I have to read because it's been described to me via Twitter as Crank starring Loki. <laughs> New Mutants number 37. Powers number eight. Bendis is on a roll lately. Now that he's kind of finishing up his uh, Avengers obligations, he's just all over the place with his other stuff. So Powers is coming out again. That's awesome. I cannot wait. Scarlet Spider number two. Secret Avengers number 22, which is the proper beginning of Remender's run after uh, the point one issue. Uh, Venom 13.1, which is part two of Circle of Four. Oh, God, that issue 13 was freaking great. <laughs> Wolverine and the X-Men number five and the hardcover Fantastic Four season one, which is the beginning of uh, a new line that Marvel's coming out with of uh, graphic novels that are retelling and expanding upon uh, a lot of their classic characters early days. So it's not going to be anything new, but I'm interested to see what sort of spin they can put on it that makes it worth buying and reading again. On from DC, issue six for Batman and Robin, Demon Knight, and Green Lantern, as well as issue five for Huntress. Yeah, that's probably the last time I'm going to put Green Lantern on the list. Sorry, guys. <laughs> and to round out, we've got the strain number three from Dark Horse. We have volume one of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Change is Constant from IDW, which, if you recall, we absolutely loved. And from Image, Thief of Thieves number one, the new um, comic coming out from, uh, goodness, Kirkman, that's the guy's name, Robert Kirkman, and uh, he's actually working with uh, several other writers over the course of that comic, so interested to see what's going on there. Yeah, yeah, well, see, this is going to be good because we need him writing some other stuff as well, because I got faith in his writing, it's just, we need to see him doing something else. And you you haven't been reading Invincible, he's still killing it over there. Yeah, you know what, that's one of those, again, it's on my freaking list, it's on my pull list, I gotta read them all, I really would like to. <laughs> yeah, you can't really kind of pick that one up in the middle. Yeah, I, I believe you. And uh, that's it for us here this week, so as always, you can find us at comicbookinformer.com or on Twitter at CBinformer, uh, you can leave us some nice iTunes reviews, and also, again, just uh because we're a bunch of shills. Check out ForTheLore.com. Um, really proud to do 100 episodes over there and really looking forward to getting 100 episodes knocked out over here in the uh, reasonably near future. So thank you, everyone, and we'll see you next week. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Some friends asked me, so what kind of trouble did you guys get into last night? And I was like, um, I'm not sure. <laughs> I know there was a lot of jokes. Um, it's not like we're going out to rob a bank. Comes to mind. <laughs> what kind of trouble can we really get into? Joe's girlfriend wouldn't shut the f up. There is that. <laughs>